Get out of your rut and into your groove. Let's chat with Will and Tony on News Talk 107.9. Now, here's Will Kesley and Tony Peck. Welcome to the show. <clears throat> I was just taking a drink. Yeah. As the audio went up. <clears throat> You're sounding a little uh, gruffly today. You, you can hear me. I've got the, um, <laughs> what do they call that? The winter or something? The winter, the winter, 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 gom- the winter gombu. The gombu. Yeah, the gombu. I'm sorry, man. <clears throat> it's okay. I hope you're feeling okay. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the worst part about doing radio when you sound like this is that everybody else that hears you goes, I just don't want to be around people that are sick. Yeah. And there's actually people who turn their radio off because it's like, I don't want to catch that. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, that's a rough one to get infected <clears throat> over the airways. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to get infected anybody, I promise you. I've, 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 I've sanitized it between here and the transmitter. All right. I All like right. You. Hey, we've got a great show, though. Yeah, this is a good show. Um, one of the things <clears throat> we want to jump into uh, quite quickly, this is a new study that came out today. And you know, Tony and I, for those that listen to the show, you know, we are, hmm, I don't want to use the word anti. No, not at all anti. We're not, we're not anti. But we are- Realist. Realist and extremely sensitive to the risks mm-hmm. of electronics and social media. Media and, and technology. Technology. And look, we are going to continue- Tony and I are going to continue. In fact, <clears throat> we've been asked, and I think we might take them up on this, to start going around to schools and having this discussion about the facts regarding technology. We are, uh, as a general population, we are missing the boat Correct. about technology. Now, we always like to frame, we like technology. We think technology is a gift to civilians. Oh, it's, it's an amazing tool. The things right. we can do today. I was just thinking the other day, I mean, I'm out in the mountains, yeah. and I'm pulling up my phone, calling my wife to have her meet me somewhere, and I'm like, off grid, yeah. and it's amazing. The yeah. stuff we can do is amazing. I, I mean, you could go in well, on and on and on. I like, like as a pilot, the fact that I have GPS that follows me around now. There were days I used to talk to my wife about if I go down and I'm outside of radio contact. Here's what I'm going to do with the plan. Now I'm just like I can tell exactly where I'm at. I'm, I, I, yeah, I just can. follow the phone. I mean, the other day my kid's coming home from Boise, and I, I got on and I tracked his phone. Yeah. I could see right where he was, yeah. how soon he was going to be home. Yeah. It was, it's beautiful. So tech, we're not anti-technology. However. We are going to be candid about technology. That's right. Because that is a gift to technology. But with that gift always comes a downside. There's never an opposition that doesn't come with those types of blessings in our life. The opposition is this. Uh, We are destroying relationships with technology. Not only that, you're destroying yourself. And more importantly, you're stealing from yourself. You're allowing the people that program technology to steal from you your joy, your happiness, and your satisfaction in life. You just are. And and we can go through all those details about how they've programmed these things to play with chemicals in your brain. Uh, just like, look, here's an example. When they first came out with a soda called Coca-Cola, right? They okay. Put, they put, I'm good with Coca-Cola. Right. They put cocaine <laughs> in it. Had opi- oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. Because it was a stimulant and people, oh, hey, this is you know, a chemical to get you kind of hooked on it, right? Well, once that became illegal, they had to find the next stimulant, so they went to caffeine. And caffeine is still a legal thing. But now you can actually buy uh, on the internet, you can get your little tubs of powdered ca- uh, caffeine for people that need extra scoops. A little extra scoop in the Coke. Right. Yeah, get their Coke to give them their little zing zing. And that's what people do. Okay. It's very clear that people, uh, they produce things that make you want them more. Yeah, that's a good business model, right? Right. It's a good business model. They get you hooked up on something and you're going to want more of it and uh, you're going to keep buying that stuff. Hopefully they get hooked on Let's Chat. <clears throat> right. We'll teach, <laughs> we'll teach them. So the, the cell phone is the same thing. Uh, in fact, some of the proof to that is that uh, you know, recently uh, iPhone and Androids both put in screen time management systems in their software. 
Okay. And people wondered why. In fact, most people don't even know it's in their phone, by the way. If you go to your general settings, you can find a thing called screen time, especially if you're an uh, yeah. Apple phone. Apple, yeah. And in that, it gives you ways to manage what you do, where you're at, lock down things, put yeah, timers track, on things. track how much time you've been on right. it, track which sites you're on, right. put controls on things. I, I had this conversation with the youth group just the other day, and I invited the parents to look at that and the kids to show it and that parents could monitor what was going on. More important, the kid could look at it and go, how much time am I on my phone? Yeah, they could go in and take a look on how many times does my phone notify me? Right, how many times have I picked it up? How many times have I picked I look it at up? It. Uh, you look yeah. at it. Yeah, all what, that stuff, yeah. What, what programs I look more at? So Actually, a pretty good tool. <clears throat> it's a great tool, but the reason they put that in there, and I understand this from an insider, said to me the reason they did that is concerned about liability. They were worried about people suing them because they knew what it was doing to the human mind. Yeah, they knew that it was... Um, Compulsive, and then it was. It caused all these, yeah, all chemicals these and so on. And all these, chem- yeah. And so what they're apparently what they're saying is that well, well, we gave you the tools to manage it. You're just not doing it. Yeah. So put it back on the person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, you you, know. You're not our problem. You gave you the tools to manage it, but you're not managing it. So here's what we want to talk about today. This is coming out of the uh, American Medical Academy of Pediatrics. Um, so that's a pretty prestigious little group. They did a study on screen time. We're just talking about screen time in infants. Children. And they're talking all types of screen. TV, <clears throat> phone. Mostly mostly TV. Okay. But when I say TV, keep in mind nowadays, uh, kids are babysat tablet. by their tablets and yeah. their smartphones. And everybody's got, everybody's got a little device. My wife and I uh, were out at dinner the other day, and we noticed there was a mom and dad having dinner. They were on their screens, and their two kids that were probably ages three and two. Yeah. Both had, while they're wa- eating their waffles at IHOP, they had their screen up in front of them tilted, and they were watching it while they're eating. Crazy. And I sat and just rolled my head going, what, what are we doing? Yeah, where, where are we at? Right. And, um, and so I, I just kind of said to the parent, I said, so is this helpful? And she goes, oh, we don't go in, in public without Yeah, we this. don't go anywhere without our tablets. Yeah. Or otherwise, they're a nightmare. They're a nightmare because they are just out of control children. And I put this in front of them. Interesting. They're out of control. So you put the binky in front of them, and they get back in control. What's controlling them? So they yeah. use it as a babysitter. Well, let me tell you what the academy, this a pediatrics, medical. Okay, let me does. hear it. Uh, what they're saying is they have found a troubling association between early exposure to screens and sensory processing that's challenging children. Now, this study, let me break that down a little bit for you. They did it from ages uh, 12 months and younger, so infant, infant. Yeah, so this is this baby, little, baby. little babies. Little babies. Okay. And then 18 months to 24 months and 24 months to five years. Gotcha. And um, to make this simple, and there's 1,400 kids in the study. They found in the study of neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity is how the brain develops. It's how it adapts to the environment. How it learns and adjusts mm-hmm. and, and creates its different pathways to deal with life. Right. Okay. When children were in front of uh, screen time, they found that it, it, it changed the sensory experience um, to the brain in its ability to make uh, connectivity to certain parts of the brain. It says that influences things like behavior. It leads to maladaptive behaviors. But more importantly, what they found was that it increased the probability of sensory seeking. Sensory seeking. So these are kids looking for attention. Yeah, looking for more input. More, more stimuli, right? Yep. Sensory sensitivity. So that would be more input freaks them out. Right. Okay. It overloads the brain. Yeah, brain right? overload. So yep. Meltdown. And then sensation avoiding. Oh, like uh, like depression, like right. wanting to curl yep. up, turtle up, and get away from the world. Right? You got you got it. Okay, these things these are atypical sensory processing uh, issues that are connected to things like attention deficit disorder, which is off the chart in America. Oh, it's crazy, right? I, I, and and even worse, we're now medicating for it, which yep. makes it even more up there. And what's interesting, <laughs> people understand that when you have attention deficit, 
what they do is they, they medicate you typically with a stimulant. So here comes Ritalin. It's like 10 cups of coffee. And you go, but they're, they're hyperactive. Why does that calm them down? Well, when you look at the brainwave, and I, I've got an EG in my office, so yeah. we look at brainwave activity in children. We find that there are certain brainwaves. Well, we see four different ones that we see in kids that are, okay. quote, attention deficit. All right. Sort of yeah. One, they have too much theta wave. Theta wave is kind of, I'm generally saying this in a broad spectrum, but it's typically kind of connected with calming, getting ready to go to sleep. If you have the too ch- much chill wave, the chill wave, if you will, it does a lot of other things, but that's kind of a, a play it rolls. Uh, it has. If you have a bunch of that during the daytime, that's maladaptive to the brain because it's telling the brain chill out. Okay. So what happens is the brain tries to get all of its frequencies up to the same level. So one's really high, others are low. It tries to jack the other ones up. All the other uh, theta, alpha, delta, high beta, gamma, all these frequencies in the brain. And to do that, it jacks the person up. It makes them get jacked. So they start having, you know, to get in arguments. They bounce off the walls. They do this, they do that because it's trying to get everything jacked up. So what they do with the medication is they go, just jack the kid up. Here's 10 cups of coffee. It jacks the brain up and the brain goes, oh, wait. Uh, okay, now I'm now, all at the same level. I can chill. We're in balance, but now we're way too hot. So we got to chill. So the brain's going, eee! On this stuff, and the kid's like looking like he's in a coma. Yeah, how does that work? It should give him the jitters. Yeah. Well, then we get some kids who don't have the theta problem. They don't have this sleepy brain problem, if you will, during the day. They actually do have high beta, which is the fight or flight type of frequencies in the brain. Okay. And now you jack them up on a medication, and they they really are jacked up. Yeah, they get crazy. They're the ones that get angry. They get suicidal. They lose weight. All this kind of stuff goes on. And, And so you look at this, the statistics of all this kind of stuff, and you go... This is nuts. This is how we treat anybody that has a behavioral issue. We, we turn them into a, a, a zombie by yeah. jacking their brain up. Okay. Well, what's happening with technology is it's doing the same thing, but in the early stages. It's pre-jacking them up. It's pre-jacking them up before the brain is developed correctly. Mm. This Which is, sounds just very dangerous to me. Very dangerous. So, for example, we know. And they're going to make us take a break here in a second. Oh, we'll come back to some of this. We know, for example, the studies that came out of Romania. Okay. Years ago, they had this thing where they, they paid families tax incentives to have more kids. They're trying to build a population in Romania. And all these kids ended up being orphaned or abandoned. All right. And a lot of people went and adopted these children. But there's interesting studies that came out of it because the kids that were adopted before age two, about well, a good portion of them still have issues in life, but not like the ones that weren't adopted until age four. Because the, the ones later had their brains had developed in the... Um, time and they were orphans with l- little care and little love. Yes. And so they got locked in, so to speak. Right. So what happened is they didn't have all that interaction with caregivers. They didn't have tickling. They didn't have goo goo. They didn't have little smiles. They didn't have little pokey pokes. They didn't have little giggles. They didn't have any of that kind of fun stuff they would do. They left them in, in pins and they would change their diaper and give them a bottle. Yeah. Keep them alive. They basically. didn't get any of that social development. Mm. So what they're saying, in a sense, in this study, is that the children are getting screen time, and in the meantime, they're not getting social development, which means the brain's not forming its connectivities in the sensory systems of the brain like it should. Well, and i got to imagine it's forming, it is forming connectivities, but connectivities based on the screen time input constant. Right, right, that show maladaptive behavior going forward. So we're going to get into more detail. detail. I'm going to get into specific what they say about how much time you should have in front of kids and what ages. Okay. I think that one's going to be interesting. We'll talk a little bit about the Romanian thing as well, just because it's very, very, very important. We understand how critical in the early stages of child development that they get healthy relationship connections. Yeah, and, and you got to listen to the next segment because we're going to get into stuff that will help you 
and help you as parents because, avoid some of these pitfalls. Because you cannot go back and change it once it's passed. Yeah, once you get that locked in, then it's, it's extremely there. difficult to You cannot give up back. the early stages of children and their development and that interaction you need to get their brains to formally form conductivities. So we'll get back to that in more. Got to take a quick break. I'd like to join the show, 607-414-CHAT, or you can text us. We also got your emails at Let's Chat with Will and Tony. At gmail.com. Back in two.